From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. Uh, Nickelbacker Avenue Fan Forum, man. Listen, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Um, not necessarily just the basketball, right? This is kind of more about uh, how we look at sports from a different lens as a sports fan. Yeah, we'll probably get into some of the stuff or that did not happen, and this is the reason why it's labeled uh, facts, uh, facts versus fiction, right? So um, I got a lot of good questions. On the table for this evening, get get you know sports fans' uh, perspective, you know, to see uh, where the, the gauges, to see um, you know the thoughts of how sports fans are thinking. Because uh, the, the reason why I bring this up because of the last time we were on here, especially with all the rumblings of what happened with social media, right? Uh, the Knicks were going to do this, or a certain team, or the NBA was going to do that. And none of that shit came to play, right? So it goes to the question as far as what's fact, what's what's fiction, what's real, what's not real. And I definitely want to see what we could get out of the, uh, the the thoughts, you know, as far as answering these questions, peeling it layer by label, uh, layer by layer. I'm sorry, layer by layer, and, and have a nice, uh, 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 you know, respectable, you know perspectives on what we are seeing today in 2022 because I think we are still holding on to the old adage on me personally this is how I really think it it's kind of the reason why we are in existence in the first place is that all the things that are the news or sports or just news in general but sports whatever does not have to go through the media it really doesn't and and I think a lot of us hold on to that stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to put that on the table, man, and, and really break this down. Because it's not necessarily a Knicks show tonight. It's kind of a – it's really sports in general and how we look at things, man. And, and we've got some time to kill because uh, also, you know, the thoughts on the NBA Summer League and should we expand it or will she not suspend it, but, you know, expand it. Let's see, man. Maybe we can knock this out in about a quarter, you know, about 45, close to an hour and see how it goes, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see who's joining with us, man. Um, and is Coach Chris, is this you? This is me, sir. What's up, man? H- happy birthday, by the way. A belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, how, how did it go, man? What, any Anything fun for it or you want to share? Or? Well, uh, I, I took a trip out to Aruba. It was my first time out there. Uh, beautiful oh, yeah, country. Nice. If no, if the people listening haven't gone, uh, I suggested. I had a great time. I felt very safe. You know, a lot of times when when you go out, as as Americans, when we go out of the country, you know, we're kind of targeted. We're watched. Uh, I felt very comfortable there at night, walking around. Uh, I didn't really have to look over my shoulder. I had a great time. I did a few excursions. I was supposed to go horseback riding, but uh, something in my gut <laughs> told me not to not to go forward. With that, and it ended up being uh, my gut was right, but 
got on a, went to a, the Palms Island, went to yep. UTVs, had dinner on boats. Um, we just had a great time overall, man. Uh, it was a it was a great way to celebrate this this next upcoming uh, year that I'm gonna take on. Uh, not, hey, that's all. That's all dope. Uh, I when I went through Aruba, man, I definitely did the horseback riding, man. Uh, I, I could visually see within my mind exactly the location where I went. Um, I, I think I mentioned this to you before off the, off the show. Uh, did you go to Baby Beach on the southeast corner of the island? I love that beach. So unfortunately, um, I did it because I'm a rookie, and I didn't know certain areas were more. Uh, more, where I should have gone, and I hadn't asked questions. Um, so I filled my days up with these fun excursions and things to do to, to yeah. um, occupy my time. So I didn't really get to experience much of Aruba. I did get to experience it. I went into to Palm uh, Beach. I went over to downtown yep. area, but I didn't get to see all of, all of Aruba and everything that it has to offer. Yeah. I, I remember when I went, and... Um, like, I don't know if you rented a car or not. When I did, you know, rent, I rented a very small, like a, like a Prius. Like, a, like getting a big car is not really beneficial on that island. you got to get something small and compact, I think. Unless things have changed, unless they widen the roads, it's easier to get around with smaller cars. But, yeah, I remember the northwest corner of the island uh, was, like, where, they, you know, a lot of the people hung out at and spent time with. And the casinos were on that side of the island. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. And I remember the shopping downtown, too. I'm pretty sure it's pretty even more expensive now, too. So, But, yo, let me ask you this, man, because it was a lot of chatter since the last time we were on talking hoops. What are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on the new media? Meaning, okay, we used to have uh, TV and your newspapers as your main media. Oh, let, me, let me meet you real quick because we got a lot of background on you. So the old media used to be TV and uh, your newspapers, basically. So it goes. This was a topic for tonight because a lot of the stuff that happened or did not happen that was said on social media about trades and all these trade packages, not just with the Knicks, but just NBA teams in general. It's just heavy social media. You don't know what's real. You don't know what's fake. Uh, what's facts? What's fiction? Yeah, you can speculate. You can play your armchair GM. But uh, I, I'm always a fan. I am a fan of voices. I'm a fan of the Coach Chris's. I am a fan of the Steve uh, Azul's. I am a fan of the Nickelbacca Avs and the Doms of having a voice, whether it's through this platform or another platform, just go on. I think conversation is a great thing to have. And I think the fans' perspective is needed. Are, are you a fan? Because I think there's a lot of, there were some fans that are apprehensive of, let's say, the Draymond Greens, and not the, not the name out of him, but he's been a popular one as far as, I guess, his he's been using this platform the way he chooses to use it, but it, it's in a, in a way where it's calling out certain former players. Are you a fan of this new media where, you know, whether it's former players, fans, everyday citizens – have a say, an opinion, uh, a voice, or you're, are you more old school where it used to be just the major networks, your local newspapers, and maybe your local news, you know, that that's pretty much was it. What is your, what, what are you more of a fan of for? And then also my other question about how do you 
because you're we're in the same age bracket. How do you look at rumors when it comes to? Look, we'll, we'll put it out there. The, you know, Donovan Mitchell. What was real? What was not real? What was fake? Was was being uh, real? Like, how did you upset? You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, process all that information. Do you like it? Dislike it? On how things are done in 2022, or you just rather wait and see what happens? Well, see, I I, I like the fact with the the internet and all of these social media platforms that we as fans and people who are really interested and love the games can stay connected and stay knowledgeable. Now, you and I grew up a certain way, and you know that um, you always respect your elders, no matter if they're right or wrong. Um, You respect authority, and I think – a lot of people have taken the internet and tried to use it as a means of I can say what I want. And I think that's where a lot of the discussions and debates are, are starting to come into play because when people start to say and do whatever they want on the internet and feel like their opinion needs to be heard, well, then you have to accept that someone is going to give an opinion on your opinion, um, because as we all know, everyone has opinions. It is your personal thoughts and beliefs. So I do love the fact that, you know, as some of these athletes, um, we as fans, we create these megastars because they either get a lot of love or a lot of hate, and it creates a bigger persona of who these person are, who, who these people are. And even when you date back to, like, the, the older players and we start hearing all of these cool stories from our previous players now, stuff that we never knew before. You know, mm-hmm. um, when you watch a podcast or you listen to some of these interviews and people tell old stories about Kobe or Jordan or Larry Bird, and, and, and it just, you're like, wow, I already had this image of who they were, but now it just grows because this is another side that we as the, as the fans wouldn't have been privy to as the players would have. Um, but, like, people like a, like a Draymond or, like, J.J. Reddick, they've been taking a lot of heat recently because of things that they've said. Um, and it's brought a lot of attention to themselves. Draymond especially, he feels like he can say and do what he wants because in Draymond's head, he is top ten star. I mean, he thinks – the Warriors won all those championships because of him. So he feels like he can say whatever he wants when all of these Hall of Famers are looking at him and saying, well, who does this guy think he is? Um, and, and, and us as fans, if you, you either like Draymond or you don't. I don't think there's really any in between. So I think us as fans, we look at this and we say, either I agree with him because I like what he does and who he is, or, man, Draymond, get your donkey face up out of here, Right. J.J. Reddick, when he made the comment about, you know, ex-former Hall of Famers playing against plumbers, <laughs> I mean, it was funny at the time. I think it's, it's been <laughs> a little bit exaggerated. I think people have blown it out of proportion. I think he was trying to be funny just so that he can prove, you know, in his eyes how good Chris Paul is. But uh, when you make those types of comments, of course, you know, my boy Jerry West, I always, I always heard stories about Jerry West being a hothead. 
And, of course, you know, you put a microphone in front of Jerry West's face now and ask him a question, of course he has something to say because he played in a previous era that he dominated in. So I think there's always going to be the good and the bad. I think it has to be a good balance. But I think some of these new, these younger guys, they just, they, they're a little bit disrespectful towards some of these older guys that we grew up watching and idolizing. Okay, okay. What about the other part I was saying about what was real, what was not real when it came to not just the Knicks, but NBA rumors on who was going to be traded? Do you like that type of chatter on social media, whether it's Twitter or alternative social media sites where you think or people think something's coming down the pike, but it doesn't? Like, do you believe in like a lot of the rumor stuff, or how do you feel about that in particular? You know, if, it, if it's coming from a reliable source, if it's, you know, the certain names that we follow that we, we go to, we, we check on Twitter and Instagram to, to get information from them, and if it comes from them, I'm a little bit more interested than maybe my cousin in Long Island telling me something. And I think that's where, where a lot of stuff comes up because anybody can jump on the Internet and say whatever they want and make up a rumor, and then it starts spreading like wildfire. And I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of this could happen. I don't want to know what mm-hmm. could happen. I want to know what is going to happen. Um, so sometimes right. it, it gets it's exciting because especially in the off season, you start wondering, of, you know, what the possibilities are going to be, what your lineup could possibly look like. It's always exciting when a guy goes to a new team because you want to see what they'll be able to do. Um, but you also, on the other hand, you know, us, us guys of a certain age, we're like, well, why do these guys move around so much? Just stay with, stay with the team and make them better. Um, so I, oh, I you know the answer to that. Gets, but you definitely, yeah, you know, yeah. you know the answer to that. I, let me, I want to interject because I don't want to lose that point because I forgot about that. It's an AAU culture. You guys heard me say that many years on this show. That's, yeah. I mean, you know that better than anybody. I mean, why would people get mad about? what they help create when it comes to the AAU type of player. Everybody in the NBA today is an AAU player. And you're 100% correct about that because, you know, for so many years, a lot of these players from from middle school on up have been told, you're the best, you're great. Let's go to a different team that's going to highlight your greatness. You're not getting enough shots here. This coach doesn't know how to use you correctly. And that mentality stays with them up until they're adults, and they still got people blowing smoke, and they still got people in their ear. And, you know, I've seen personally, you know, in my time, when I was coaching AAU, you've seen kids play on three teams in one summer. Yep. (laughs) I cannot. That used to drive me nuts because I'm saying, wait, we just played this kid two weeks ago on another team. What are they doing here? And it's because of, you know, they're not going to the right tournaments. I need to be seen. Um, you know, all of that crazy stuff. And now, and what drives me nuts is that now these guys are adults playing in the NBA. Half of these games are being nationally broadcasted. If not, most people have the league pass. And these people are still talking about, I can't play in a small market. Drives me crazy, uh-huh. absolutely crazy. You're, you're in the biggest stage, the highest competitive level, and you're talking about I can't play in a small market. This 
this place is, I need to go somewhere where there's more media. Come on, man. We've been watching you since you were 12 years old. How much more attention do you need? <laughs> I know, right? You know, that drives me nuts. That that does drive me nuts. So, but, but you know, going back to what we said, yeah, I, I really, I don't pay too much attention to what could take place. Um, you know, I remember back when, with the whole Carmelo to the Knicks stuff, it took six months out of our lives waiting for this trade to go through it. I mean, probably more than that, but it was, you know, the, the real chatter was about six months. Until it actually took place, where, where it was coming across the bottom of my screen on ESPN, did I get excited. Because the whole time it was just wearing me down. Oh, he could be coming next week. Oh, by the trade deadline. Oh, by this, by that. I mean, it, it just it, it takes a lot out of you. So I, I'm more interested in, in knowing when it happens, not not of what the possibilities could be. The only time I want to know about possibilities is the NBA draft. You know, I'll, I'll read all the mock drafts, who sits where, who could go one, two, three, whatever. That's the only time I want to know about all the rest of that. Well, I find joy. I'm going to bring on an ad. I find joy in knowing who the players coming out of college and what – see, that's the beauty of oh, my level of what we do here, uh, Coach Chris, because when you watch enough college basketball, when you watch enough um, uh, guys who are playing in college, and you see what their strengths, their weaknesses are, and then you start to see the draft order of the – you know, once the lottery happens with the NBA side, you can tell, okay, this guy may be a fit here – this guy be maybe a fit there. Now sometimes it's kind of hard to pick up sometimes with the one and done guys because you got to really watch college basketball for a strong year to really pick that up. About 15 years ago it was easier because the guy would stay two to three years and you kind of understood his game. Now most of these cats is one and done. But Av, I mean, this is the topic I've been looking forward to talking with you uh, and, and Coach Chris, uh, fact versus fiction because. I, I, I asked uh, Coach Chris a series of questions as far as, are you a fan of this new media, meaning the cats like the Bleed Blue Show, Nickelbacker having no fan forum, all these platforms that have a voice, which I am a fan of. Don't get it twisted. I love that any person in this country could create a platform, not just podcast, but just a blog, a blog, or whatever. It's not your traditional, you know, back, what, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago television, news media, and that, newspaper, and that was it, where I think a lot of fans, and I think maybe you were a little bit frustrated on what was real, what was not real when it came to if a trade was happening. We know the pieces, but actual real news, Are you? do you enjoy the excitement of the rumors? Do you enjoy, enjoy the, 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 chitter, the chitter-chatter on social media when it comes to that? I'll weigh my thoughts in on that, but also Coach Chris had just answered, uh, you know, about the AAU, you know, AAU players, uh, that's, that's pretty much what the league is today. And, uh, you know, and he was just talking about uh, J.J. Redick, uh, J. Mar Green having a voice, about having, you know, a platform. I mean, everybody can have a platform. I'm all cool with that part. But what is the pros and cons when it comes to this topic? And then how much as a Nick fan or just a sports fan does it does it bother you when it comes to this stuff, man? What's up, man? Uh, it's just fact versus fiction, man. Well, first of all, good evening, and I apologize for, for arriving late. But um, to answer your question, um, it's a catch-22. It's actually 
you know, like a hit and miss with me. Because obviously it's great that, you know, that everybody now has a voice and, you know, we don't get to be, you know, be slaves to the same chitter chatter that, you know, that we've had back in the, you know, at least back in the 90s and the early 2000s when people told us what to think and what to believe. Now you can tell them yourself. And, you know, with the advent of social media and the advent of, 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 of WordPress and any other, you know, platform out there, and now Blog Talk Radio and, and Sirius and all those other ones, you don't have to, you know, just merely wait for one person to give you a specific kind of answer. There are so many other avenues out there, no pun intended, <laughs> to, to have to have somebody give you a perspective which you can either agree or disagree. And the beautiful part about this platform is that we openly debate it. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, there are a number of, you know, big network shows and there are a bunch of, like, you know, little, you know lower tier teams of, 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 you know, organizations and groups and, and bloggers and all this stuff. But here's the problem with that, and, I think, and you were just mentioning it, is, you know, the, you know, the feeding into the excitement. It's, it's a great momentary distraction. It's a great, you know, moment to kind of get, you know, to, to get filled up in the excitement uh, you know, of, of probably hitting, hearing some form of insider trading news going on. What's the problem with that? Most of it is non-factual. And it does, it does misdirect the average fan and even some diehards, myself included, into a situation where you get fed into that. And it can actually, you know, affect you, affect you, you know, your whole mental out, outlook and things. Because, you know, you really want these things to happen. Like, obviously, the big elephant in the room, everybody's really, you know, big on this Donovan Mitchell trade. And, you know, everybody and their mother for the last two weeks has predicting not how much are we trading, but when the trade is actually going to happen. You know, from I've been waiting, oh, it's going to happen tomorrow, it's going to happen on Wednesday, it's going to happen on, over the weekend, it's going to happen to this, and then you hear Woes give you an update, and then you hear Sham give you another update, and then you hear 53 or 54 different other talking heads some of them credible, most of them are not, and you're hearing these, you know, this bits and pieces of information and everybody's opinion. Look, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one, and they're all full of shit. I, I'm sorry to say that, even mine and anyone else's here. But the reality is, is that I think that, you know, I think, and I and Steve, you pulled you pulled my phone card on it. Um, not too long ago. I fed into it, and many people do. On a very many, I don't even lower and higher levels as it is, but is it a good thing? It can be. It can be quite entertaining. It can be a great momentary distraction. But like everything else in life, like television, like you know, like most movies, like professional wrestling, like a lot of other things, it's not real. It's not actual, actually happening until it actually does happen. And no one's going to be first. No one's going to know the information before Shams or Woads. No one's going to hear it, you know, first. So at this point, just take it easy. 
and stop predicting and stop thinking that, oh, the number changed from six draft picks to eight or from eight to 23 or, the, or Danny Ainge doesn't want the Knicks to draft ever again or something like that. I felt into that, and I just had to stop, put my phone down, and start writing, you know, and on my, on my train rides to work, pick up a book. Like right now, I'm rereading The Last Enforcer by Charles Oakley. I'm actually reading that right now, and, and, and you'd be surprised if once you put the phone down, I'm, how much better you actually feel. Uh, you see, I I love this conversation, Av, and Coach Chris, because I like asking fans what they think and how are they thinking. And I think this is one of the unique things of this platform we have done over the years is it really isn't about putting out garbage. It's really about what makes logical logical sense and what makes the rationale. Now, I don't have no I have no issues for the right of any person to go on social media to spread rumors or to, uh, you know, propagandize trades and things of that nature. I personally, I don't see any value personally doing that, but that's not me knocking you. If you want to do that, that's your thing. Like, because I see a lot of fans do that all day long. I'm sitting back like, how the fuck do you got this kind of time to discuss things that's not ever going to happen. It's just crazy to me. And here's the irony of this. Of course, you know this, Av, being on this platform and Coach Chris for all these years. I get our whole bread and butter of what we do on this side of the podcast world, especially from the sports fan perspective, we literally talk about facts in the sense of we talk about what actually did occur in the game. It's called the post game. You know what I'm saying? Like, we watch the game. And we actually come on here immediately after the shit has ended to talk what actually happened, not what's going to happen or what did happen in an alternate universe. We're actually talking about what we saw as sports fans, and we talk about it intelligently, usually 95, 98% accurately of what happened. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I stand. Like, I just can't. Personally, like, you have the right or anybody can have the right to talk about and spread rumors and all this other stuff. But when all that stuff was happening with Donovan Mitchell or just Kevin Durant, where he's going to be traded, that is, I mean, how much time do people have on their hands? See, that's another thing, too. That's, I'm in an, also in a different position where, you know, I've, I, I watch the Yankees. I watch the Rangers. I got to watch what's actually happening. Like, I watch <laughs> – you know, teams, boxing. Oh, that's another thing, Coach Chris, and Ad, I want to bring that up. This is a, a, a very good pro. I'll go back to Coach Chris. That's one thing I do love about social media when it comes to boxing. And maybe UFC fighting, too, if I take it to that level, is the especially Instagram. Watching the camps of these uh, upcoming fights so you can actually, like, before you never had that total access of somebody sparring, their training, Instagram opened that world up to it way better than traditional media. I love social media when it comes to that. When it comes to let's say an upcoming Tank Davis fight or an upcoming Charlo fight or an upcoming uh, Danny Garcia fight or something like that. Like you can see these cats training, you can see what they're doing. That actually adds what you may think is good information on whether somebody's going to win on the upcoming bout that Saturday or not. I love it for that. Now, Coach Chris, I'm going to go back to you, man. And if you don't want to throw something at Av, feel free. But I feel you. See, this is one thing I don't like what the traditional media does do. Like, if I ever do catch 
watching it during the day because I, I I miss it most times. I never heard them say if they if any what we just talked about. Like they they matter of fact they actually ridicule it. So to me it's almost like they're being hypocrites without even knowing it. Meaning, why are you getting mad at a cat like Kevin Durant or uh, or LeBron James or whatever for going from one team to another to another when literally these are the these these cats were actually doing this shit since 12 years old like this is what they do like you can't knock it okay they made it to the league but you can't knock how they move with, since they've been doing that shit since 12 years old and i feel that sometimes traditional tv media people the pundits really ride professional athletes that go team to team when they literally do this shit from you know in AAU, you said it yourself. They three teams in the summer, which is true. I mean, these are players who are probably going to go to the league or bouncing back and forth multiple teams in a, in, a, in 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 pretty much a season. So why are you going to get mad at them now? What as the you know if, if Kevin Durant wants to go to Golden State from Oklahoma City? I mean, this is what they were doing since twelve years old. So this is the shit that like if if you knew that you would have really ridiculed that. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree, um, but I think it's it, it's us who didn't do that. We have a different type of loyalty. Uh, we grew up a little bit different that it annoys us because we're saying to ourselves, why? Why do you feel the need to continue to bounce around? Which everybody always talks about the player empowerment, and I'm all for that, yeah, but right now what we're seeing with some of these players is an abuse of power. And and what happens is, you know, like our parents, when they give us a certain amount of freedom, when we abuse it, they take it away. And I think what we're going to see now is some of this empowerment is going to be taken back. Because although we're talking about million-dollar athletes, we also have to talk about billion-dollar owners and billion-dollar corporations who are putting money towards TV ratings and all this other stuff, which is a whole separate issue. But you know, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to someone changing their location for the better. Um, we all need to change the scenery every once in a while. You know, sometimes things just, just don't work out in our favor, and it may work for the better, and it may not. You know, some of us it doesn't always work out in our favor. As the grass isn't greener, we realize that after we go through it. But I'm not, I'm not a fan of continuously, you know, moving around. And, you know, every two, three years, you're in a different location. Now, as far as, you know, what the Internet is helping to to um, give us the, the other side, yeah, I'm all for that. I, trust me, Steve, I'm, I watched all of the UFC embedded episodes, and I'm watching all of these, these athletes, these fighters getting ready for the, the week of their fight and, and, you know, getting into all of this. I'm all for it. I'm all about the training camps. I watch all the Showtime, all access. I'm all for that. I am all about that because I'm getting to see what they do and how they get ready for their for their um their big matches. So yes, in that, I am in agreement with. Um, but it's it's these regular everyday people, like you said. How much time do you have on your hands that you could just continuously create scenarios and put it out there for the world to see? And if somebody who doesn't know any better is seeing this and running to the next person and creating this this rumor wave of of unneeded information. Mhm. Hey, Ab, you wanna uh, 
you want to respond to Coach Chris? What he said? I think he. I liked what he said. He is on point to me. Well, when it comes to like the all access stuff and the insider information stuff, like you know, ESPN has their insider subscription that gives you some more insights, which and most of that stuff is tweeted out anyway, so it's like almost pointless. But um, like, yeah, like the hard knocks, uh, you know, the twenty four sevens or or any of those, um, you know. HBO specials, you know, where they, 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 they candidly speak with, you know, with the fighters. That stuff is amazing, and that's that's what people praise because obviously, you know, it's more than a game to most people. And if you take it, if you if you look at it from the social media aspect, it's more to a game to us. Um, and I say us because you know, you know, we all have social media. We all participate in it. We, you know, we all give our opinions. And some people use it for other other reasons. Some people do it for clicks. Some people do it for advertising. Whatever the case may be, whatever floats your boat, and I'm all for that. But the one thing I wanted to talk about, you know, about the players' movement issue, um, I have a problem with people having a problem with that because the reality is, especially in the NBA, in the NBA specifically, because you don't seem to have that problem too much in baseball anymore, and baseball. You know, you can, you can. There's no salary cap. There's a luxury tax, and, 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 and it's a freaking steep one. And if you don't believe me, ask Kyle Steinbrenner, because you know, look at how he's acting, how he's handling the Yankees. But the fact of the matter is, is that if the NBA had adopted something similar, and actually lifted the salary cap, and actually been able to control some of these contracts. You would probably limit the amount of time, you know, a little bit of the movement, but then you have these special cases like in the Kevin Durant or the Donovan Mitchell situation, where both guys have three years on their deals, three four years left on their deals, and they still want to move. And if I was the owner, if, I'm sorry, but if but if I was the owner of the Nets and Kevin Durant came to me and told me, "Yo, I want to trade," I was like, "Homie, I'm paying you this much money." And I got you locked up for another few years. You better suit up and get ready to play. Because there are penalties for, you know, and, and really steep ones if you choose to not comply with that contract. So maybe if, the, maybe if the NBA had adopted something similar to baseball where, the number one, the contracts are longer, they're more, you know, they're actually more better paid because you can only get, you know, so much money if, you know, if you stay with the team for so long. So, I mean, how about you cut that shit out and lock these guys up? And if you're going to keep Steph Curry in, you know, in Golden State for ten years, sign them to a ten-year contract. What's wrong with that? You know, with that whole ordeal. The NBA is is the perfect example of why AAU even exists. It's because you know your contracts are not that long. The money's you know, although it's guaranteed, it's not always a guarantee that you're going to get. The big contract whenever you want it. I mean, if you don't believe me, ask Dennis Schroeder. Look what happened to him. He thought he was getting a big money, didn't get it. And, you know, but there are plenty of athletes out there. If they actually were locked into a longer term deal, you know, for good money with some kind of incentives inside of it, then maybe you can limit that amount of player movement because now people, you know, players are going to be a lot more happy, a lot more compliant. Because they're getting paid and, and they're and they're being situated carefully, but in the NBA it doesn't have that, you know. And I think in the next collective bargaining agreement, that may, that may be something that they should really consider, 
or they're going to be looking at another lockout because, like as Coach Chris said, you're going to get a lot more of these situations like Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell where a, where, where a player has two or three more years of, of big money coming up in a contract, but they still want out. And, and I mean, look at, look, look at how many guys in, in the last, you know, four years who signed rookie extensions that to then later on want out. Why? Because they want their money and they know that they're not going to get it if they don't stay, but they still want to be able to have that AAU mentality. So maybe AAU is something that, you know, that needs to be, you know, also has to be regulated, but of course no one's to give it an eye on that at all. But um, I guess when my we, question. We, we, when, you, when, you say, when you say regulated, regulated in what way? What do you mean? Maybe regulated where if a player is committed to a team, he's committed to that team. Not like in Coach Chris's dissertation where he said, hey, I played this kid last week and he's not playing for a different team. What the hell? Oh, I'm getting more exposure. This coach, I like this coach better. Or, you know, you're getting more burn and more, you know, more exposure this way. Come play for this team. Don't worry about that other team. I think that needs to be regulated. And if that means that, that you know, how do you do that to a fourteen-year-old though? You know, <laughs> like a kid. Well, <laughs> how do you do that to a fourteen-year-old? You hold the parents yeah. responsible. You hold the parents responsible. And you know, maybe if the I know, I know, I'm I'm going on a on a big big whim here, but if the NCAA also did the same thing where you can limit the one and dones and then you can actually you know get a look at these players. For more than for, you know, for more than ten months before you even consider drafting this person, I don't know. But that's again old school mentality, old school thinking. I know it's outdated and it's not what you know what professional sports is about these days anyway. But it's a start to you know it's a, it's a start to kind of regulating something because if you know if because the, the ones who really suffer are the fans. Big time. One day you could have Kevin Durant, you know, playing for the Brooklyn Nets, and if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, which I, which I call them, the you know the, the former Knicks fans, um, you could be you could be you know you know be gun ho, and then all of a sudden your superstar player is gone because you know because of reasons, and you're you're gonna feel cheated. I'm sorry, but when Patrick Ewing, Carmelo Anthony, and and, and, and any other big big time player you know left us. I felt cheated. I felt, you know, I feel it. With I feel the loss. I get over it. Feel the loss, and that's something that you don't want to. You know, that's not what sports is supposed to do. And sports, sports isn't supposed to give you that negative feeling. It's supposed to give you that positive feeling, which is why we do what we do in terms of we discuss the facts, and then we also, and this is the one thing that I think that you you, you forgot to mention, Steve, is we're also entertaining. There are plenty of times where you and I and, and, and Dom and the Sam and, and Chris and everybody else, we're just having a ball talking discussing facts, but then we're you know, we're spewing out our own personalities and we're being somewhat entertaining. If not to the you know, the, the, the stakeholders listening, but to at least to each other and we're having a great conversation, we're bringing that therapy. I think what what's missing in professional sports is that commitment and loyalty not just by the billionaire owners and the millionaire athletes, but also the fans, because then that also stems into that. And we talked about this a few years ago, Steve, the fantasy, you know, the, the fantasy league um, player, the fantasy league team, that. which 
it's crazy, but you can hate a player, but you'll trap him because he'll get you your points. And I'm like, that's kind of like you know the the, the the derivative of of of. The, and finally, sorry, but the Yankees just finally tied up against against little brother. It was starting to annoy me that we were still losing to them. But um, all right, but let me say this. Let me, let me say this real quick. I, I, I want to get Coach Chris. And I want to go back to you because uh, you mentioned the regulate part. Uh, Coach Chris, I wanted you to chime in on this. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you can point me in the right direction. But I don't see how it could be regulated, knowing that a lot of these kids. Uh, the parents got their back no matter what. Because to me, AAU, the difference between AAU and NCAA is one is about money and where AAU is more about exposure, pretty much unlimited exposure. That's why they can bounce around team to team. Is that right or wrong? Coach Chris, what are your thoughts on that? And then if you could go back to Av on that, on, on the regulation. So when these kids register for big tournaments, we have to put their names, their date of birth, and some of the – uh, tournaments require their um, social security numbers. So there is, if they really wanted to police AAU, there is a way that they could, because we do have all these kids' information. So if they wanted to regulate and keep things in order and not having these kids playing for multiple teams in the summer, there is a way that they could. It takes a lot of work because you you got to keep track of, 100 teams in 50 states was probably 500, and I'm going on the low end right now because there's probably, I'm pretty sure, so much more than that. But um, if they really wanted to, I mean, they're making so much money off of these kids anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. If they really wanted to, they, they, they can, they can uh, keep track of this a little bit better and prevent things like that from taking place. Um, the parents, although, yes, and we would like to say the parents should be held accountable, but the parents are the reasons why they're doing this. They're the reasons why, right. you know, they're putting the bug in these kids' ears. <laughs> right. They're the ones they're saying, oh, yeah, they, they and they, you know what? Cause they got the money back over their head. They see dollar signs. Yeah. It's yeah. an asset. You know, you got, you, got two, you got three types of parents. You have the parent that is living through their kid. Right. You have the parent yep. that wants their kid to have fun. And then you have the parent that is learning the business. Mm. And, th- yep. and those are the parents that you got to watch because they're listening to any and everybody, whether it's good information or bad. And they're seeing what's on the Internet, and they're saying, my kid could do that. My kid needs to go to such and such tournament. I'm paying thousands of dollars. How come we're not going to the state championships? How come we're not going to national championships? How come we're not going to Spooky Nook? and places in, in Las Vegas and those big-name tournaments, how come we're not playing Nike teams? Not knowing what goes into that or not knowing how some of these, uh, these tournaments are, are, are regulated and how things have to go down. You know, a lot of these big-name um, teams that are signed to, school, uh, to uh, sneakers companies, when you go to their tournaments, they only play teams that are affiliated with that sneaker company. So if you're not affiliated with a sneaker company, you're going into that tournament. Yes, you are at a big-name tournament, but you're getting the small gym where the college coaches may not be. And the stuff like that, that that starts driving this my kids should be type of situation. Okay, uh, you want to respond to that? This is a good conversation to have, Coach Chris. 
I'm getting a I'm getting a first class education on the AAU, and it's it's almost like the cheer mom syndrome. It's kind of because it, it, if you really think about it, the cheer mom, the pageant mom, it's it, there's really virtually no difference. Um, you know, just the just the activity is different, but the same um, motivation is there. You know, you got like Coach Chris said, there's the you know, the, the, the kid is, is it, uh, the parent that wants the kid to have fun. The kid that wants to, you know, is living vicariously, you know, you know, via their parents, and then the one that's learning the business. And you know, I always feel, I, I kind of look at that one as the one that's living off their kid, not vicariously through them, just living off of them. And you know, and I, I feel like you know, that is a really you know harsh topic and and kind of like an illness because. If it's not in basketball, it's in football. You know, especially in Texas. If it's not in, if it's not that, it's, you know, in, you know, in, in the northern United States and Canada, it's all these hockey leagues. Um, and of course, all the way, all, all the way, in the, all across the United States and, and into the Latin America and everywhere else around the world, it's all baseball. Um, and you know, there is a streamline of fresh new talent coming in every single day through the doors of some kind of organization that makes you know, that, that makes some, some kind of monetary gain off of the back of, of, of people trying of people trying to play a sport that I don't see a, a big problem with that like you know if, if that was the, if it, if, it, if it started and ended there but then you got these Lavar ball types you know that you know they want to promote their baby like the, you know they're the second coming of Jesus and I honestly feel like, okay. I, I, think, um, I think that was a great idea by him, by the way. I'm glad you brought that up. He overdid it to oversell how undervalued a lot of, maybe say, fathers don't have as far as a voice for their kids. Like, to me, he kind of oversell He had to oversell it. You know what I'm saying? So just to get the exposure. I thought he did a great job with that. Oh, he um, – that man – must have like graduated from the Don King's um, school of promotion because that dude, um, as annoying as he is, as as probably as yeah. as outspoken as he is, you cannot deny that he did he he did his kids right by being this boisterous, crazy. Out, you know, person and personality, so he can promote his kids. Because let's be realistic, Lonzo, Lamelo, and all the, and all those kids, they would still probably make the NBA, but they wouldn't have been drafted as high as they did. So they wouldn't have gotten the contract that they did. They would, they probably wouldn't have gotten the publicity that they they, they currently have and, and the kind of coverage that they currently have today. They would still make the NBA, but they'll be one of those middle-of-the-road kind of players and journeyman kind of players. But because of guys like him, I mean, now you know who the balls and big baller brand and all this other stuff. I mean, everybody knows the business. You know, and, and you know, LeVar Ball, is, he's not the first one to do it. And now you can definitely be sure he won't be the last. Because other, because other parents are going to look at that, at that, you know, at, at, at that success rate and be like, you know what? I can out promote him. I can out, I can create my brand out of my kid because he has the talent and I believe in him and I love my baby, blah, 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 blah. But I really feel that, you know, that there should, there should be someone there to regulate or to at least put it in some kind of moderation of, you know, the amount of movement 
and to kind of teach these kids a little bit about commitment and loyalty because, again, we have two players in the NBA currently signed to long-term deals, both of them amidst a bunch of trade talk. One requested it, the other one's keeping silent, but, you, but let's be realistic, he's not really being that silent. As a matter of fact, he's tweeting me right now, kind of talking smack about the Yankee Met game. Right. But that's um, neither here nor there. All right, because we have to wrap it up. Let's bring on Mr. Live. But Mr. Live, if you could give us your hello and welcomes, and we'll bring you on to the topic as we get to our final pause. We had a good conversation, man. We were talking about are you a fan of today's media, the new media, the podcasters, you know, cast like us that come on, the sports fans, the former players, current players, having a platform, a voice, you know, more than what it was with your, you know, back in, what, 30 years ago, traditional television and newspapers. What about the culture of the NBA? We were just talking about the AAU players moving, and I always thought, you know, the pundits don't understand that, you know, if Kevin Durant wants to go to a new team, I mean, this is what he's been doing since 12 years old, so why ridicule him now when he's been doing this since 12 years old? Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Oh, yeah, the, this is another thing that was uh, – Av was – uh, for the last week and a half about the Donovan Mitchell rumors was, you know, believing was real, but believing was fake. Do you like that excitement behind the scenes on a lot of fans or a lot of sports fans uh, putting together what's rumors, and but it didn't pan out, or do you think it's a waste of time? If you could give us all your thoughts on that, and then we'll go to Coach Chris and then Adam, then we'll wrap up. How are you doing, man? Right. Uh, everything good, baby man. How, how, how y'all how y'all doing, man? Sorry I'm late. Salute, man. Um, Salute. You know, you know. Um, the, the new media. I I I love the new media. What I you know what I don't what I hope doesn't happen is that you turn it into a circus where people just say anything, right? Because you you got a you got a brother like Draymond who will who will say something, right? But then you know, maybe Dray- Draymond 2.0 might say something even wackier just for hits. You understand what I'm saying? So now, you know, like 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 the Me Too thing, it blows up when when there's really a lot of stuff, a lot of real stuff that needs to be talked about instead of what you just sensationalized. So I'm loving the, the, the freedom that brothers like you have, brothers and sisters like, like yourself and others have to to create real this is this is this is the first and only Steve I'm going to give it to you man this is the first and only spot that I can call home because and it and it's basically because of the intelligent level of you brothers man you know what I'm saying brothers and sisters so I thank y'all for that um again what I don't what I what I don't want it, want it to happen is to turn into a circus where you know oh uh you know my you know this 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 player Francis is good because he has another arm coming out of his left shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, just, you know, just to keep it tame, you know what I'm saying? I I just don't want it to become a circus where these guys have a platform to say any old thing. Um, uh, uh, what else y'all was talking about? Um, you know, I heard y'all was the talking AAU about culture. The, the AAU culture. Oh, yeah, culture. yeah, no, no. What right. Well, see, I love that. I love that because it, 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 it gives control where we didn't have it, right? It, it gives um, power 
where we didn't have it. I mean, you know, you got these, if you look at these college coaches now, burning they shorts because somebody giving somebody a little, a little steak dinner. You understand what I'm saying? And now, now that and now the children and their parents are acting, you know, like agents, like they were supposed to be. It's, it's, it's a lovely situation because the, the, the plantation atmosphere is now gone with this because you got other players talking about, you know, like the first thing that happened when, when, when Melo and them came from China was like, yo, we getting up in three years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Melo Mel- Mel- was, was the only one that, that, that took, got, went off, took a, took a max deal, max years. And was like, nah, I'm playing for my money. I'm going to get my money. LeBron, uh, Wade and, and boss was like, no, we'll take these three year deals and we'll link up in some place when our contracts is over and win a championship like that. You you feel me? So this, this this is one that was one step. Now you got these dudes. These these guys is coming out of college and 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 you was like, yo, that's my man right there. That's my homie. You know what I'm saying? We barbecuing. We we doing these things. We we're going to link up and monetize this situation as much as we can because we haven't been we haven't been allowed to in college. We haven't been allowed to in these certain situations, and now we're going to. So I I. And it actually makes for a better off season. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Going, going, going to now, which I was talking about with Spider. Um, I'm, I'm loving this. You know, we get to do, we get to, we get to get into contracts and 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 budgets and caps and and who who's the best fit and who could go and who's not. Man, I'm loving this. I, I'm it, it. The off season used to be because I'm not a, I'm not a baseball guy. So you know, and I, I don't watch football anymore. I was I was a football maniac. Um, so now my off seasons are crud. You know what I'm saying? When when basketball season is over, it's crud. So I, I'm I glad love. you said that. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah. Let me add this to you, and you can put this to your final thoughts if you could do this. As another yep. question, I'm going to ask everybody. You think we yep. the NBA should expand the summer league? Uh, I'm going to ask that to Coach Chris and have. You know, it's a couple of weeks, but do you think they should continue on and build on top of it, make it longer? Um, no, no, because I don't. I, you know, I, I, I right, and 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 this may change, but today, I'm really good at, at watching these dudes play for a week, week or two, to see what they got, and then they go to training camp and get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, go, you know, do do your thing, but. You know, you know, summer league give, now gives these brothers a, 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 an incentive to show out because this last summer, the man, these brothers got ranks. So, it, you know, like so, so my whole thing is is let it be what it is now. You know what I'm saying? Because because already the incentive now is to show out because if you don't make that team, you might you might make another team. So and this is that's that's what even excites them more. So I'm not sure that they should they what they should do is is extend the the Miami one, the Orlando one. Orlando one is dumb short. You know what I'm saying? So if they both make make both of them um, the same ones, and, and see, I don't think all the teams participate in that Orlando one. So you can expand it in those ways, like that. Maybe add more teams to the Orlando one, and then the one in Vegas. You know. Um, you know, expand that too. You know, you know, expand it to to where it include whoever is, was not playing in that Orlando jump. But nah, not, I, I think they should keep it the way it is. You know, um, 
you know, cause, cause, cause I don't want nobody getting hurt. That's my, that's my, my problem. But, um, yo, you know, my final wrap up is man, um, I'm, I'm looking at this man and, and, you know, this, this, uh, spider situation and, and, and truthfully, man, my needle is starting to lean towards not seeing that man this, 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 this season. You understand what I'm saying? You got him locked up for two, for three years. Danny Ainge going to act like a dick. You know what I'm saying, and and holds on to him because he think this still this they, they he's still trying to get Dolan out of his rabbit hole to be like the the, the did what he did when he did with Walsh and 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 chuck everybody say later for what everybody and give everybody the cashola all the picks all the, all the players see and we can't do that we can't do that I what 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 I'm walking is half and half you get you get them those five picks. Get them two players. Let them go ahead and about their business. You understand what I'm saying? So now, my whole thing is, I, I, my needle is, is is pointing towards. Look, let's see what we got. If we run the year like we did the year before, right? Because we we won 54 games with Bullock and and, and, and Alfred Payton. Let's see what we got this year. You feel me? We got a we got a, we got a, we we got a back room full of full of point guards. We got a back room full full of guards. We everybody is signed up and ready to go, man. Let's see what we got. You know, I know I don't think this is a championship team, but what I do think is that um it's a fifty four win team. If Bullock and Alfred Payton was a fifty four win team, this is a fifty four win team. Let's do that, man. I I wrap it up on that. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all brothers and sisters, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll be good. Shouts to live, man. Thank you very much. Uh, Coach Chris, if uh, and in about the next minute, the 90 seconds, if you could give us your final thoughts. But also, do you think the NBA should spend their summer league? Do you like it the way it is? And then get the ask thoughts, same thing. So I'm not sure what happened this year, but I felt like this was the shortest summer league in the history of my life. Um I felt like it was a week long. I know it was longer than that. It was about two weeks, but it really just passed really quickly. And I I don't think they should take up the whole summer, but maybe another week, week and a half. Uh, I thought this was really quick. Like, I didn't even – I didn't even know the playoffs had started, and they had started, and then I'm saying, oh, crap, the Knicks are in the championship game. Like, I I just – it went too quick for me this year. Um, So, I think maybe – some type of a, a system in place, like, hey, everybody gets eight games, and then we start the playoffs same way we would do the seedings, or every team makes the playoffs, and, and this is the seedings, and then leading up to the championship game. I mean, I personally went to a championship game a few years ago when it was uh, Phoenix versus San Antonio, and it was crazy. It was electric. Um, you know, even even uh, Floyd Mayweather was there sitting courtside. So it's it it does bring a different feel and it is it is absolutely 100% exciting so I, I do like to see a lot of these guys get their chance and that's the first time I heard of uh, Mike James and I kept telling everybody all these years about Mike James and he was playing for the Phoenix Suns at that time and then years later uh, you see him playing for the Brooklyn Nets and he was making a, a big deal and everybody all of a sudden was a Mike James fan I'm just like yeah I told you about this guy four years ago. Um, so you know, I do think those types of these types of situations are good and they're beneficial for the fans and the players. Um, so that yeah, I, I do think they should expand on that a little bit, not too much. 
Shout-outs to Coach Chris, man. Thank you very much, man. And Av, give us about a minute to 90 seconds, your final thoughts. Should they expand it and your final thoughts on this whole topic? This is a great conversation tonight, man. To, to, to answer your question, um, should they expand the summer league? Absolutely. I think there's – I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on, on the whim and say it should be about a month of basketball, and they should all be played – and they should all be played in one, you know, one or two locations, but relatively close to each other so that we can see everybody. <laughs> because, you know, some in Las Vegas and some in Orlando makes no sense to me. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I get why spring training happens that way, but, the, you know, baseball's a whole lot more bigger and you see a whole lot more. But, um, to, you know, they, I understand why they won't make it that long because the tenants, you know, tenant sales won't, won't hold it up. But... I really think that you should because it really gives you much more of a deeper look of, you know, some of the other players, not just the, you know, you, you know, the second year players, not just, you know, the, the, the top, the high ranking um, draftees. I would like to see some of the other guys, especially some of these G League kids that don't really get a chance to, you know, to get any burn or exposure. Mm-hmm. Then for them to get that, you know, you know, a much better chance because there are a lot of kids out there that, you know, they're playing for the G League, playing for the summer league, not getting, you know, that kind of exposure because they're not getting, you know, much playing time because the games are so short. Um, the season is too short. So I think that they should really expand on that. Um, and my final thought is, is that uh, I'm starting to weigh the needle on whether or not this, this missile trade is going to happen. I'm starting to lean towards no. And I'll tell you about that later on, but I'm leaning towards no. I don't think that this is going to happen because I don't think there, it, 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 there's a really sense of urgency of making that deal to happen. Um, as much as much as anybody else will make you believe that, but um, as always on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Nickelback ads, found it out so blue, blue all day, every day. We'll, I'll be back here next week, or we take another hiatus, Steve. Two weeks, man. Two weeks. This is the off season. Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, unless something happens, and then we'll be back here on Wednesday. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm with you, Av. Coach Chris said another week and a half. I was going to say a full month, man. I Do a full month. But I will copy off a live paper because I didn't think about it. If they wanted to do another location in Orlando, I think that's a fantastic idea. Vegas, Orlando, do it how you want to do it. Have an Eastern Conference champion, a Western Conference champion, and call it, call it a day. A great conversation, gentlemen. Coach Chris, Mr. Live, Nickelbacker Ave, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We're out of here, Sangres. Who bleeds? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.